Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. that crazy guy Beck and uncle he's sitting there at a christmas party and all of a sudden he starts telling a joke these three guys walk into a bar i happen to know the other two guys that were walking into that bar my name is Terry, president ceo of the sandstone group i got me some cool cats here today where <laughs> we're all looking around hey i got david blackman david blackman is a legend in my mind uh yeah Incredible. This guy is a Forbes contributing author. He's on the Telegram. He's on the Daily Caller. He's on the Energy Transition. He is on the Energy Question, which is going through the roof. How are you, man? Oh, I'm just lovely. Happy to be here at the Flying Saucer in downtown Fort Worth with all of our adoring fans here uh, in attendance and a lot of live music playing. <laughs> Talking about the end of COP22. I just well, Steve is messing around. I don't know what he's doing, man. Yeah. Okay. I just turned it on. Right. We are in a bar. Actually. Yes, we are. Turn it over to RT. And we have RT. <laughs> RT, you're actually the human on this crew. And uh, this is RT. He's one of them big dogs over there at uh, Pecos operating. He has the crude truth. Not only does he talk about the crude truth, he is crude. Uh, all you have to do is go search on his website, crude truth. And he comes up number one in Google. That tells you you're an animal. Welcome. Thank you, Sue, as always. And yes, uh, we are live here today at, once again, back at the Flying Saucer. It's great to be back with you guys. It's been a few weeks since we did an episode actually live uh, well, from location here at the bar. Yep. So again, shout out to the Flying Saucer. Thank you guys very much for the opportunity. And um, um, yeah, so don't forget to tip your waitresses. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and a lot. Uh, hey, uh, I'll tell you, COP28 has been driving me hilariously nuts. And, and I didn't think that they were going to have any kind of deal. And finally, everybody was standing up there going, we got a deal to get rid of fossil fuels. But it's not really that way. No, and I've been hearing this side over here going that. And David, what did they come up with? Not much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they came up with some uh, vague language about uh, what is what is it transitioning away from fossil fuels. Right. Uh, that was a language they landed on uh, instead of saying we're going to phase out fossil fuels, which was the language that John Kerry and Al Gore. And all the activists wanted. I'm not really all that sure what the difference is, other than transition away was obviously seen as more open to interpretation by the countries that didn't want to agree to to, to agree to any deal at all. And so that's where they ended up. And you know, whatever. I mean, it just makes this like pretty much every other COP the uh, conference of the past. Uh, the only two out of the 28 that have you know that anyone remembers are the COP3 conference that uh, took place in 
Kyoto in uh, 1999, and and of course the Paris Conference, at which the Paris Accord was struck in 2015. Those are the only two anybody ever talks about. And two years from now, nobody will be talking about this conference either. Well, you know, I I got a call from the uh, staff at Dubai, and uh, they they were wanting to know about what to do with Kerry because he tried to flush himself down the toilet because they didn't have it. So they didn't, they'd never seen one that big before. Now our team, that was pretty funny. I, that was just... I, I don't even know what it means and it was funny. <laughs> so when you sit back and you go, wait a minute, we're gonna, you know, we say this all the time. Uh, Ronald Stein uh, is a hoot. I love Ronald. He is a hoot. And, and he always calls me up when we do a podcast, and he goes, "Hey, they don't make phones out of windmills." I love you, Ronald. If you're watching, uh, you know, it, it's true. Well, they don't. That's true. It's so true. And you know, I had a great opportunity to talk to David this morning about that big deal that came across uh, last night there that. They're going to transition away from um, fossil fuels. And it's nothing more than just a big, like David said, it was nothing more than just a way for them to feel good about themselves when they all left COP28 this year. Yeah, um, I think the nuclear stuff that happened last week at COP28 was very big. Um, I'm definitely a, a, I'm definitely pro-nuclear. As far well, as me too, goes. yeah. Um, but as far as the whole point of COP28 is to be with climate change and to do things positive, for yes. the earth yeah so they ended it quote unquote on what they felt was a big bang by saying we're gonna transition out of oil and gas well great we've been trying to do that what david for 30 years and i At think least, you said yeah. it earlier we've already spent trillions of yeah. dollars trying to do that and the president put in a very good note the president of the unit of uh put in a very good note and he said when fiscally responsible, I, yeah. I, I, I thought. That See, and that's correct. and that's just part of what's going to happen in every country. They're going to they're going to say, well, we'll transition away as soon as we can afford to do that. You know, maybe in the twenty third century, or I mean, you know, Uganda's transition away is going to be different than Peru's transition away, and America's is going to be different from England's, and China isn't even going to worry about it, yeah. and so. It's just it's 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 meaningless. It's just hot wind and and uh, word salads. Yeah, word salad. Word salad. Kamala Harris might as well have written that agreement. Right. Oh, wasn't she there? She was there. Maybe that's why. Yeah. yeah maybe that explains it. Yeah. And then at midnight, you interviewed Grace Tank. I, I thought that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a while back. That was last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I got another one for you guys. I interviewed um, Paula Glover. She's at the head of the uh, Energy to, to Save Alliance. She's the CEO. And what, what a new concept. I was sitting there trying to think, wait a minute. Uh, I never even thought of this. Why not save the energy? And that way you don't have to produce it. They go out and they work with uh, regulations. They work with everybody to try to save energy. That way it helps to keep the load off the grid. Classy, classy lady. I mean, she is me. You're going to love this when we heard. You know what it just occurred to me? It took me a minute to, to absorb it, but he just was complaining about it having been a week since he talked to Miss America. Right. I admit this guy. 
I, I don't even know what to do. How am I in the same room with this guy? I don't know. He's a, <laughs> you're, you're a legend in my mind. Uh, See, I, he's a legend in his own This mind. is the most interesting man in energy right here. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That could be a new uh, graphic that we have. Uh, you know, I'm the most interesting man in the world. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. Okay. I don't always talk to Miss America, but when I don't, I complain about it. <laughs> uh, for the staff, uh, I want a new advertisement for RT. No, I'm the most interesting podcast host. In, in... No, that's a... so. I will tell you what. I think there's some other people that could take that title, but I'm not going to give them any time on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is our podcast our, to promote us. Hey, so I'm the kid with a pork chop. Yes. I, I am so ugly. I gotta have a, a pork chop around my neck just to have the uh, dog play with me. So you know, it's like I pay you guys to be here. Now, so. <laughs> uh, you know what? You talk about that. Isn't there some uh, for our listeners out there and our, our viewers that don't know? We're going to be at Nate. Yes, and. Um, I think there's another group that's going to have be out there at Nape, and I think they're even paying people to come be on their show. So oh, really? Like that. But um, we don't pay anybody to be on our show. Anybody, uh-huh. But we are going to have a booth, and we are inviting anybody uh, yeah. that wants to be on the Crude Truth or the Energy Transition, the Energy Question, or more importantly, the Daily Energy News Beat, which will be coming live from Nape. Right. Uh, please, you know, reach out. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, what a week it's been. Yes, I had the opportunity last week to to uh, interview uh, Miss Grace. Thank you again. And uh, I tell you what, with people like her uh, moving wow. into the future uh, uh, with, I guess, Gen X or Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z. Um, we're, we're headed in a great place, y'all. I mean, yeah. oil and gas isn't yeah. going away for 100 years. So me and my son, we don't got to worry about it. Okay, but man, if you, if you can't sit here and see that energy and nuclear is not the true future, then you're you're living under a rock. Yeah, we we have to have a lot more nuclear. And by the way, you're speaking of Gen Z. I I had a conversation just yesterday with a young man who's a graduate student at Boston College University, heading up a, a research group there on the energy transition. This is one of the smartest people I've ever talked to about energy. He's, he's got his mind exactly in the right place. He understands what all the real issues are, what all the real problems are, and he's working on real solutions and not all this pie-in-the-sky nonsense. And it was just, it was I won't say his name because it might embarrass him, but it was really refreshing to know that that kind of research is happening at our universities and and these these young people are getting i mean obviously this young man has had a tremendous education in what's happening in this transition and so that just really bodes well for the future and you know for my grandkids generation i'm excited uh, you know as i continue uh, as a lot of people know you know i'm going back to school right now and it's just really exciting first or second grade uh, repeat <laughs> second grade. Repeat. No. Jethro Bodine. Remedial. Remedial. <laughs> you know, y'all joke. I remember when, when I graduated from high school and I went to college, they made me take an entrance exam. I didn't take math my entire senior year in high school. Because it, it wasn't required in context. No, I failed that test. Uh. <laughs> but, but, you know, they asked me to take a test in math, and I'm like, I haven't taken math in a year. Next thing you know, I spent a whole first semester in college taking remedial math class. 
I didn't take math class all year long. I mean, uh, but anyway, no, I'm back in uh, college right now. And there are so many people out there that truly have common sense. Yeah. I just feel like they're really overpowered and overshadowed by those that are more than importantly just yelling and you know that squeaky wheel you know right, the squeaky right. wheel always gets hits. and unfortunately that looks bad on colleges across the world of the nation right uh but no uh get back to what david's saying there are great people out there that are really caring and looking forward to the future in a way that we can provide clean sustainable energy along with natural gas and nuclear let me ask this, because there were 22 nuclear uh, countries that signed on to that deal. I read something. Not only did the uh, EIA put out those rules at 3 a.m. so that Kittery would have some some thing. You know, that was a, uh, it went just and uh, launched what we thought, you know, the Clean Air Act. And it was legislation for regulation. It was horrible. But... Uh, on the nuclear thing, I saw a article put out by Secretary Granholm, uh, and I still say that if you ever married uh, Fetterman, their kid would be Fetterman. So now, that being said, um, that there was all this money being stupid. <laughs> it's not going to catch. It's kind of like the bench. It's not going to go anywhere. Okay. I, I, yeah. it, no Again, I don't even know what that means, but it made me laugh. So it's like. Okay. But they were sitting there, and, and I, I saw something from uh, Granholm, and Granholm said that they're going to put all of their money in the Fed. Yes. Yeah, which is a complete waste of money. But anyway, um, fusion. Fusion is uh, where everything is right now, and you can do it. You've interviewed somebody with uh, molten sand. Uh, uh, molten salt, yeah. Molten uh, salt. Reactor down at Abilene Christian University. Uh in a Four different universities working on this research uh, project that uh, is going to have this nuclear reactor on the campus of Abilene Christian University, incredibly safe, safer than any other technology out there. And, and they're going to be generating 500 megawatts of electricity within the next three years. And it's the size of a refrigerator, correct? It's the size of a refrigerator. And, and how much power would it be able to get? Uh, 500 megawatts, yeah. which is about half as much as the average coal-fired power plant generates. You know, typical coal plants, one gigawatt, natural gas plant, big natural gas plant is one gigawatt. It's the molten salt. I know it's big. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't even understand it, to be honest with you. I talked to him, and, and uh, I, I don't understand but but there's the the molten salt technology, the thorium technology. Uh, there's several other different technologies that are being developed. Yeah. And it's all so advanced, so safe, and there's no radiation created. And it's just it it it's just the answer to everything because you can create these reactors instead of having to put them 400 miles away out in the countryside of the Permian Basin and build 400 miles worth of transition lines. To get it over here to Fort Worth, you can just put it right here in downtown Fort Worth. Three and a half billion would pay for a lot of reactors. Yeah, yeah, and you know the the problem with wind and solar it, that no one wants to talk about or think about is you have to build trillions of dollars worth of new transmission lines to move the electricity from from where the big farms are out in the countryside into these market centers in the big cities. And, you know, that nobody has the money to do that. The money is not there mm -hmm. for all of that. And even if you do that, the battery 
technology is not there to reliably back it all up and store the energy for use when the weather's not ideal and the sun's not shining. So nuclear is the obvious answer. And uh, the fact that the environmentalist community continues to demonize the nuclear energy and refuses to admit that is just the clearest example you could have that this transition, all this subsidy for wind and solar and electric vehicles is about a huge transfer of wealth and not really about the environment. Yeah, because if they really wanted, if the government really cared, they would be investing those billions into nuclear right. and into natural gas, and they're not doing that. And they're not uh, doing it. You know, I will say there is a place for wind and solar, and it's not just at the bottom of the sea because the whales have a right to live. Yes. But there is a place uh, where if you sure. can't get things to there, I, I'm all about it. If the technology and it's sustainable without money, I'm all in. Oh, well, yeah, no, plus not to mention, you know, here in Fort Worth, Eagle Mountain Lake Regatta is a great sailboating thing that goes on every year. So we need wind to watch the good sailboat races for sure. I mean, so no, I get it. I get it. Well, the wind is so important to power. No, it is. I get it. Again, I don't even know what that means, but it made me laugh. So. I understood. <laughs> Actually, I know what it means, yeah. China just released their new cargo carrier. Uh, I mean, they, they announced their land appeal for it, and that is a nuclear-powered uh, cargo ship that is longer than this Empire State Building. That's a lot of Costco goods coming across, man. I, I, yeah. Holy smokes, Batman, that's cool. Yeah. And then the number of LNG carriers coming out is great for mar saving maritime waste. And the dual fuel LNG is a huge market right now. Yeah, and that's going to continue to expand because the, the, uh, the new generation of diesel, the low sulfur, low carbon diesel that uh, they've been trying to, to put into these ships is much more expensive. And it's... Uh, it's really raised a, a lot of costs for all, all kinds of consumer goods, you know, uh, because the, the fuel's more expensive. No, the, uh, you figured this, uh, I, I wish we would have thought of it uh, here in America, but that nuclear-powered cargo ship, is it going to be a game changer? Uh, you know, the whole reason why the um, Navy uses nuclear, nuclear is because they're going to hold more stuff. You well, know. and you can stay out the sea indefinitely. And, yes. Right. I mean, all of our submarines, most all of our aircraft carriers, yeah. and I don't know about the smaller classes of ships. I think they're still mostly diesel, but uh, you know, there's no reason not to use nuclear technology and, and for maritime purposes. And again, it's the the, the reason that uh, it has been uh, the the industry's been stymied goes all the way back to Three Mile Island and the inability to overcome the false messaging in the news media about radiation and all that. And yeah, uh, uh, I believe it was an extension for a hundred years. Uh, I believe there was either eight. The Abo Canyon over in California. They, they got signed it. I'll have to fact check how many years. It's either 80 or hundred. That's nuts. Well, you know, here's the question. I, I, I'm happy by the way. Yeah. Hey. yeah. No. Okay. You guys, along with my father, and y'all are both younger than my father, and I will say that. I'm sorry. Yeah, all y'all remember having to do nuclear drills growing yeah, up, correct? I do. Okay. Vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah. Okay. 
We had to do them when I was in first grade. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course, what, what good was it really going to do? Well, it wasn't going to do any good. Made everybody feel better. Yes. My dad sat on the alert facility for 20 years. I believe it. And he had to sit there with a nuke under his airplane and wonder whether or not he was going to take off. And he had targets that he was going to bomb. Wow. He was in a V-58 Hustler, the fastest bomber ever built. They've never built one that's any faster. And it was horrible growing up in that environment. So yeah. I can tell you, I grew up, you grew up in it. Well, okay. Do you think nuclear is going to take what I would call a uh, Moses transition? Because a lot of people remember the death and destruction okay. that nuclear had. I didn't Hold get on. that joke. Any of our podcast no, no, listeners no, out there, no. if you know what a Moses transition is, please write in. What what I mean is when when Moses saw the promised land, he couldn't go across, and that entire generation oh, had wandered around. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, not not necessarily the wandering around, but Jacob took all the next generation over. So I'm wondering, as Grace Stinky and them continue, that they're going to not think about all the things that you guys had to deal with, with how dangerous nuclear is. He, he's saying we're as old as Moses. Isn't no, that what we're getting to here? I'm stuck on the raft yeah. when the, his mom put him in the river. <laughs> he said that. And, and then I even went to a sidetrack when, when he was putting all the animals on there too. Oh, that's, that's Noah. Noah. Yeah. That's that was Noah. All I'm trying to say is this. Do you think as time goes on, it'll get more friendly for nuclear BS? People won't remember all the names. Yes. Okay. Yeah. As soon as all, everybody my age and older dies, then nuclear is going to be a deal. Yeah. Because they won't, nobody will remember Three Mile Island. Okay. And, yeah. the, and the China syndrome. No. Okay. So let's talk about Three Mile Island for a second. Yes. Let's all three of us. So, but this is like the most unbelievable historical coincidence in energy history is the fact that the China syndrome movie starring Jane Fonda and Chris Christopherson came out the week before. Three Mile Island happened. It flopped at the box office. Nobody went and saw this movie. It really wasn't that good a movie. Three Mile Island happened, and the China Syndrome became the biggest grossing movie in 1979 and was, was in the theaters for a full year, right? And, and that event in 1979, that's 44 years ago, is still killing and hampering the expansion of the nuclear power industry in the United States today. And it's all because of a damn movie. Uh, I want your opinions on this because this, the House just voted to sanction Russia, not to ban Russian uh, uranium. That's 20% of our uranium into our nuclear fleet. I mean, we just shot ourselves in the Bahamas. Uh, Why does Russia own 20% of our uranium, by the way? Yeah. Because yeah. Hillary Clinton gave it to him, uh, sold it to him. She's He's right here. He's right here. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, Arkansas coming my way. Like, but you know, all the Whitewater files were in the Oklahoma City office of the Oklahoma City bombing. So I, I just kind of find that. I don't know I anything don't about that. So if you're going to go ahead and throw us all under a bus, we might as well just back up and go off that Whitewater rabbit. I. I was eight when that would happen. Yeah, you were just thinking about talk toys. And just so everybody knows, I did not commit suicide by shooting myself in the back of the head with a shotgun. There you go. 
but you did as long as you don't go hunting with Cheney, you're okay. I never go hunting with anyone named Cheney. No, no, no. Uh, that'll get you shot. <laughs> <laughs> And those are facts of life from three podcasts. <laughs> okay. Where were we on? I have no idea where we were. Uh, uh, no. uh, squirrel. Squirrel. There is one. Oh, no, that's a scarf. The lady's got a fur scarf. I thought that was a squirrel. Okay. Uh, the one thing that I, I do, we, we just signed a ban on the uranium. Yeah. Uh, we need to find out if Pelosi is investing in uranium. Because if if the Pelosi invested invested in it, I need to go. You I'm need late. to go buy it. Yeah, you're probably late. We do not offer stock tips, by the way. <laughs> but uh, if Pelosi's listening here, would you please call the show and let us know? <laughs> Stu's got his offer. One eight hundred call Stu. <laughs> At least we talked about COP28, you yeah, know. Moses. Well, we had Moses yeah. talk. So. Talked about Moses. Yeah. But also, you know, I, I will say this that with Chevron. <laughs> Looking to invest, was it $14 billion in the Permian next year? $12 billion? Yeah, 12, I think. $12 billion yeah. in the Permian next year. 12, 12 5, and I'll, I'll raise you. Okay. Okay. Only gas isn't going anywhere, folks. No. Okay. They just bought Hess, and they're still going to still have $12 billion to deploy next year. Oil and gas isn't going anywhere, and they wouldn't be investing no. in oil and gas if they didn't think they were going to make money. So when they bought Hess, did you think you reckon they thought they'd be doing business with Maduro instead of Guyana? You know what? What about that? <laughs> what about that? That's a great point that we do need to bring up. The fact that you know Venezuela Pertinier has crosshairs on Guyana right now. Well, they're ready yeah. to they're uh, threatening anyway. Yes. And, uh, Are you learning that at school? Pertinier? <laughs> What's a pertinent? Pertinent. What part of Fixing the, to. Uh, yeah. Fixing uh, what to. part of the wellhead is a pertinent? <laughs> you know, maybe it's time to wrap up here. <laughs> what are your last thoughts? Give us your last thoughts. Uh, Maduro won't invade because the U.S. Is, isn't going to let him. Good. Right. What are your last thoughts? Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. With the same Monroe Doctrine, baby. Okay. All right. <laughs> You heard it first, first by David Blackman. Yeah. Too too much Russia and China involvement in Venezuela, and that's really the motivating factor. Okay. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. But I will say this also. Speaking of, y'all show the energy transition the last couple of weeks has been great. I know I said it last week. Irina, again, please come back soon. Uh, but, I, I talked to uh, her this morning, by the way. Well, good. Yeah. And, but it, y'all, if, for listeners out there that don't watch it, or listen every it's almost every Monday morning. Almost. almost every Monday morning at 8 a.m. So we're fixing to do it again next Monday, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm only uh for all those listeners out there, I am only warming that seat. Uh that is Irena's seat. <laughs> all right, with that, this was the three podcasters. We got David Blackman, RT Trevino, and I'm Steve Turley. Uh yell, scream, and hug your family. We'll see you next time.
save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.